You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Maker Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, my co-host, Lacey Finley. Happy Monday. Happy Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. If you celebrate that and you're off of work today, good for you. I know I am. (laughs) And Lacey's. I know. Like, this is... I was just telling him before we started filming that... uh, uh, I was excited. This is, like, one of the first years I get to observe any holiday at all. Mm Mm-hmm. It's fun. I've always worked in the service industry, and we've never had holidays. We've always no. got to work for you on holidays. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally but, forgot those. Th- this was even a thing. Like, but it's that nice. People could observe these things. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice when you don't have three days off of work. I mean, we're all used to two, but three. Three, <gasps> right? I know. It's it's a treat. It really is. Like, I was just telling him, I'm so old that I'm already looking forward. Like, I was looking forward to days in advance of the not having to work. <laughs> That's how sad my life is. I was I like, mean, oh, in four days, I still don't have to work. <laughs> <laughs> and see, your next one coming up will be uh, July 4th. Yeah. Yeah. Day of the week is but it may be July 5th if they observe the day after. Or maybe they do the day before. Who I don't even know. I'll have to look. Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. <laughs> Who knows? Regardless, I'm off at 5.30, so if I really wanted to go see fireworks, I'm still off in plenty of time. It's on a Friday, yeah. eh? Ooh, uh, look at us no. through. July. Is it? Oh, June. No, Ju- <laughs> Jesus Christ. July it's still four. May. July. Well, maybe I need another nap. <laughs> yeah, fine. okay, so moving on. How are you? <laughs> Doing all right, uh, I guess, considering. I mean, one... Uh, since we're on the topic of Memorial Day, you know, everybody's mm-hmm. like cookout and we're going to grill and all that stuff. I did kind of get into a mindset, but it wasn't because of Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. It was just, I got a craving, you know, it's, I guess it's been a while since we've done any grilling and, and things oh, yeah. like that. And I thought it was like two weeks ago. I was like, you know what I want? I want a grilled hot dog. I want a hot mm-hmm. dog on a grill seared whatever that's what i want and then the the fixings that go with it that's what i want so we did and that's all it was no burgers no nothing else like that but we got you know maybe some chips or whatever to go with it got me a grilled hot dog and it was like i was really wanting this you know this week i got it into my head again i was like i want to grill something else what do i want to grill and i thought chicken now i don't anytime i've tried to grill chicken i've always had a problem like i don't let it sit long enough or I've undercooked it, whatever. I've always felt like I've fought with grilled chicken. Well, this mm-hmm. time I took my time and I, I I did some research. I was like, what am I doing wrong? Help me out. Internet. Mm-hmm. Internet told me, it's like, move your coals to one side, put the chicken on the other. That way it's kind of indirect Ooh. heat and then let it cook. And sure. I was like, aha. So it practically cooked for about an hour 
just kind of inside like you would an oven. Kind of like smoking it or something. Yeah. Yeah. And oh my God, it was delicious. Oh, good. So good. Good. And I was so happy with it. I was like, yes, this is what I wanted. And I got it. Mm -hmm. Grilled chicken. Just mm, so good. Nice. Excellent. uh, I don't know if I ha- I'll have another craving <laughs> at some point, but so far so good. And if I get another grill craving, hopefully it'll it'll just continue Keep this turn trend. Turn it out the way, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's always the fun only the only pro- <laughs> yeah the only problem is is that in my head it was like it was supposed to be a nice sunny day, mm-hmm. and somehow the weather just decided no we're gonna go back to cold. Was that everywhere? I guess because yeah. I had to turn my heat back on. I finally had it halfway through Friday. It was mm-hmm. just raining and in like the upper 30s, low 40s, and I'm like, God yeah. damn it! I just put in my AC units because it was I like know. 85 for like the whole week. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it got chilly. Um, it started raining. No sun. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, two out of three ain't bad, I guess. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll live with it. It just it blew because I wanted to sit out and you know outside and just Take kind of top, enjoy it. maybe a beer, yeah. just enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, but I couldn't because the freaking weather had to be stupid. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what else do I want to talk about? I, you know what? I'm gonna touch on this briefly, mm-hmm. and because I I know I'll go off on a tangent, and I don't want to. Not not about this. Not right now. Okay. Um, I hate Tennessee. Mm. I don't want to be here. And if anybody can help me find another job out of state, anywhere far, far, far away from Tennessee and their ignorance, uh, please help me out. Because Sounds like they need people like you around there. You'd think, but I think I'm outnumbered. Um, If anyone wants to know what I'm talking about, I'll just, I'll briefly, because I'm trying trying not to go down this rabbit hole, but I'll just... Uh, the, some stupid bitch in Nashville is selling Jewish stars yep. like they used to put on the patches back at the Holocaust. To my understanding, it was purposefully modeled after that. Yes. Yes. Because yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, made note that, you know, they're being treated like yeah. the Jewish Holocaust survivors or the whatever. This is, this is definitely as turbulent for sure, right? Oh, yeah, because mm-hmm. you're yeah. right to just. <sighs> anyway, uh, Jewish stars are modeled after Jewish stars and says not vaccinated. And that's a patch that goes on your. Because. Whatever, I guess, yeah. Yeah. And that just makes me angry. Furthermore, furthermore, uh, starting. Uh, this week, uh, mm-hmm. as you're listening to this, open carry for your guns. So now it's going to be the Wild West around here, and all these good old boys and their guns are going to be coming around. Look at me and my gun. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know about you. Yeah. Were I someone who was thinking about shooting people? Right. Okay, This is this is an observation now. If I was thinking, I'm going to go like shoot in this up this hypothetical. We need to hypothetical. I'm not this hypothetical doing it. situation. I right. I do not own a gun. If I were to scope out a place mm-hmm. and think I'm going to go shoot this store up or this club, the first people I'm going to notice: gun, 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 gun. They're the cowboys. I'm going to take them out first. But would you see the gun? If Open carry. 
open oh, you carry. Did say open. That they are fault. going yeah. to be showing their guns because look at me but and my gun. But isn't that supposedly the thought process was that they won't start nothing if they think there's going to be backlash? You know, that's the thought like process. Consequence. But we're talking about ignorant people who don't think about the smarter people who are planning these heists or these uh, murder rampages. Yeah, whatever they're doing when they decide. Because they are already in a mindset that they are going to do this and no gun showing in a crowd is going to stop them. They're just like, I'm going to... Case in point, I don't know if you, you saw this when you got up this morning because I did and I was just like, great, another one. Uh, 22 people shot in Florida last night. Uh, two dead that I'm aware of. It may be more. Outside of a club. Uh, a couple of guys just showed up with some assault rifles and just just started shooting. And then they took off. I don't understand. I don't either. Our life anymore. I really no, don't. But, um, yeah. My, my, my whole point, again, I'm sorry to, to get off on this. I just, I just needed to get this off my chest because I'm frustrated. Uh, Tennessee. I hate it. Florida is garbage too. The entire South. You know what? I'm all for let's separate the ignorant from the the less ignorant, and let's have two United States. I'm all for it at this point. But let's, would it be united? It wouldn't be. We would have the liberal states of America and the dumb states of America. Well, we and, can't say that because the only reason why I'm pushing back is I'm sure you've got plenty of good people like yourself in these situations, in these states that are feeling the same way that you are. And it's not fair to them either. To call them all dumb in the red state. A lot of people are getting like drunk I'm not, along. Well, you no, know, no, no. like just. I, Anybody who's thinking like me right now. I'm. Uh, I just, wanted, a, it's a slippery I just wanted to say, I think there's some like there's probably still a lot of really okay, good people how about in this? those areas that are just unfortunately, you know how I always said I hated group projects. Mm-hmm. OK, how about this? How about <laughs> this? The uh, regular states of America and the Trump states of America. Let's see that 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 would be a little bit more honing in on the problem. Yes. Right. Let's, like all right. just that mindset. Yeah. Let's get off of this. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Games. Yeah. Real quick. Well, <laughs> I, I did have a, some some of it is game related. Mm-hmm. Uh, new podcasters symbol dropped just yes. the other day. Uh, Mortal Kombat 2021. Mm-hmm. Yours truly, and and Lace is and is. <laughs> we're, we're both in there. I haven't listened to it yet because it is a beefier episode than usual. Okay, yeah. Uh, I got two, through it yesterday. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't had the time. But two hours, I mean, but that explains why it's taken a little bit of time. Sure. So it's fine. Uh, I'm eager to listen to more of it because I've only gotten, I think, t- uh, 20 minutes maybe okay. into it. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you should go check it out as well. See what mm-hmm. you think and all that stuff. Plus, <clears throat> it's all led up to this. I wanna I wanna give a shout out, and I hope he's listening. Zach Derby, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Tell me he's not the biggest hype man Just I've ever seen in my gentleman. life. Just a lovely gentleman. Yes, freaking lovely. Yeah. I he he's been he's been hyping up our show, telling people to check us out, along with a bunch of other awesome, amazing podcasts. Mm-hmm. Dude is dude is like hype man. Like if. If we needed, if we ever need a marketing department, I'm going to put him in charge. <laughs> there you go. And, and That's assuming he wants that position. I mean, well, of course. <laughs> we'll sweeten the pot for him. We'll, we'll find a way to get him on board because, I mean, he's just, he's telling everybody, he's like, hey, check out these amazing podcasts. He doesn't That's have so to do sweet. this. No, yes, not he's amazing. at all. That's very lovely. That's the kind of person that, that just 
he's he's out there trying to help and anything I can do to help him right. like this it's reciprocal and that I appreciate what he's doing out there getting our name out there along with mm-hmm. the other people and I hope all the other podcasts appreciate what he's doing too because it does matter there there may be people all these people saying hey podcast recommendations what do you think yeah he's putting your name in front of eyes that maybe have never heard of you right. before and they could essentially find that you are something they want to hear and then that leads like down a rabbit hole you're just other people they'd be like hey this is a great podcast and Mm -hmm. then they spread your name to someone else and someone else so what he's doing is just absolutely amazing love you for it zach you're doing thank you yes absolutely i I just wanted to say that he's been doing it for a while now but I've, i've been trying to find the opportunity to say it we've had guests Mm-hmm. Uh, last couple of weeks so thank you Zach I really hope you hear this I do appreciate what you're doing out welcome there. on in sibling mm-hmm. also on the the, the subject <laughs> of games I'm because I had I had a few things I wanted to talk about but I wanted to sit, I want to stick to games for a minute uh there was a no. video. yes <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm gonna get back to the other thing real quick uh there was a video, and this has been out for a while, and it was something, again, I wanted to bring up, just have not had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a channel that I follow on YouTube, uh, Mr. Sunday Movies. Now, the guy he has a, the guy who does the videos normally, he has an editor, mm-hmm. and they call him Ben from Canada, or at least that's okay. where you can find him, because he's Ben, and he's yeah, from Canada. He's from Canada. Yeah. Uh, and he does a lot of great editing work, and he has been doing these little side videos that are his own, not doing for someone else. And he did a, like a 25, 30 minute video talking about Uncharted 4 and why he thinks it's such a beautifully narrative video game. Yeah. And it was such a great take on the material because Mm -hmm. he was talking, he's not just talking about it, but he's comparing it to other games like it, like Last of Us and, uh, you know, even games that try to do narratives and aren't really, uh, working, he said, mm-hmm. but there's just something about what Uncharted does here and breaks down some of the story beats like like you would a an actual movie. And yeah, how, yeah. he was talking about like really critiquing it, but in the, the best possible way about how the narrative works in so many levels, especially how they l- layer out the character of uh, Nathan Drake. Mm-hmm. And he's how he appreciated that this wasn't just like, hey, look at me, I'm Nathan Drake, I'm going adventuring again. He said, no, there are reasons for everything. And he said, and if you look at the way they lay it all out, it's there, and you see his growth mm-hmm. throughout the 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 game as you're playing, you're growing with him. And yeah, it was a beautiful essay, I guess it would be the the proper term for it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put a link down below. Please check that out. It it's a fascinating video especially if you like uncharted mm-hmm. uh, i really thought it was uh, interesting and if you don't like uncharted uh, maybe you just like video games like us and you want to see something cool right. about a video game so check that out too are you just like movies yeah speaking of movies look huh? at you look, doing I, segues and i not it didn't even know We're you like, didn't even know you know i wanted to talk about this movie i watched last night and i've been wanting to see it and i finally did finally uh-huh. broke down and watched it have you ever heard of Psycho Goreman. No. This Mm-mm. is the most batshit, <laughs> bonkers, crazy movie I've seen in a long time. 
but I loved it so like in much. A good way? Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Because it it might sound like a hard sell to somebody, but it oh it was like everything that I love about this type of movie. It's on Shutter, so immediately you're thinking horror movie. But I and, would honestly and Gore Man is that not what you and Gore Man? <laughs> but mean. it's it's PG for short, eh? Oh, PG. Well. It's like a sure. Goreman PG. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you would immediately think horror, but and even if you saw the creature, you're like, oh, it's a monster movie. It's like some he's some killer or whatever. Mm-hmm. I say, in all honesty, it's a comedy. Even I guess leans toward a dark comedy, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't even say. I don't even feel like that does it justice. I'd say full on comedy with some horror elements to it, but. Okay. That comes more from the gore of it, I guess. Uh, But what it's about is there's this alien. Like, they started off with this big, dramatic, you know, back long time ago, this alien creature, whatever. I can't even remember his name because he was Psycho Goreman. That's what he was. He's like, he was like the destructor of other alien worlds. Like, he just went and savagely murdered all these worlds and he became like this big threat throughout the universe. So they sealed him up and locked him away on Earth, <laughs> six feet underground, like never to be oh, seen that's again. Already a punishment, right? Out of yeah. all the planets. Of all the planets. <laughs> but then these two kids, who like immediately, you will either love them or hate them. And I think they were likable enough that you're just like, oh yeah, I like these yeah. kids already because they're sitting there playing this game. I think they. What do they call it? Weird ball or something like that. It's almost like dodgeball, but there were like some weird rules that they had, like their own game, okay, their own version of the game. So they're sitting there playing this. And then when uh, the brother lost, the sister made him dig his own grave. <laughs> so, yeah. So he's sitting there six feet down. And who do they run into or what do they find? Psycho Goreman. Of course they do. His, so they. Kids see. So they take his his amulet or this gem that's kept him locked in there, uh-huh. and he gets released. So he starts going on a rampage, but then they start going and looking for him because they're like, "Oh shit! You know what did we, what did we do? We got to go figure out what this is because they're they're curious." Uh huh. And the the little girl is just, oh my god, she's <laughs> she's intense. Like she gives a damn about nothing. She's like, "No, this is what's happening." Ugh, she's st- prepped her early, huh? Yeah. <laughs> And when they find him, you know, obviously he's like, I am the chaos. I will murder you. I will kill you. Because he's, he's very dramatic about what he's going to do to him. He's like, I will t- show you horrors you haven't seen for ages. And all this. And there was even a dude, like, he messed him up. He's like, I will not kill you. I will make you suffer for eternity. And he's just sitting there, like, frozen. And that's how he's suffering. He's like, he will never die. He will be stuck just there for eternity. Just talk forever. <laughs> That would do it, though. But he starts to go after them, and then the girl's like, whoa, whoa, stop. And he stops. And come to find out, the gym she has controls him. So now she has, like, power over him, and it becomes this back and forth. But he never, like, there's that growth, I guess you'd say, in one of these movies, but he, it's never, like, really there. Like, I'm trying to think of a great example. It's like as they keep pushing his buttons, 
they bring a friend over and he's like hey this is our friend uh, so and so it's like say nice to meet you he's like nice to meet you he's like he looks at me and says dude i will kill you <laughs> and he's like okay he's like uh, well all right uh, nice to meet you too I gotta go yes. too yeah. and it's just that kind of humor uh-huh. it's just, just little things like that because he never shifts like he they eventually meet his or the the kid's parents uh-huh. and she's like ah this is psycho gore man he's my new best friend He's like, I will doom your planet for a million for a millennia, and they're just like, oh my god, you gotta get away from me. He's like, no, he's just kidding. He's like, I am not yeah. joking. I will kill you all. <laughs> don't your friends talk like this too? I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just that yeah. kind of humor and stuff like that in the movie. Even like one of the last lines, which I won't go into. It's that kind of stuff. You know, it just continues to push that. Like, ah, he's, he's just joking. He's like, I am not joking. I will kill you all to do for you to take me seriously <laughs> but he just he has to go along with it so if you can watch psycho gore man whether it's on i know it's on other platforms but mm-hmm. if you have shutter you can find it on shutter uh if you can watch it anywhere else rent it i highly recommend it it was a blast i thought Good. it was a fun blast nice so check it out what yeah. have you been playing i did good this week i did good did i played play? quite a few <laughs> but i um uh, it was a bunch of like smaller ones. I, for some reason, decided to go on the Nintendo eShop on the Switch Uh-oh. and just see what was on sale. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot. There was a lot. Um, is there's a lot that they'll sell for like two or three dollars. Mm-hmm. So like, even if I didn't like it, it was it was like two or three dollars, right? So although I still have to complain, Switch seriously, no cart still seriously. I know you want me to buy the ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty dollar package for my convenience, but Jesus Christ, man, I would have bought so much more if you would just have a cart. I don't understand why we're having this in twenty twenty one. It's the same with voodoo. Cart. Yeah, same with voodoo. Well, you have Epic no still doesn't either. I don't think. I didn't check this morning. I still try to check to see when that's in their roadmap, but I just don't get it. Anyway. Uh, anyway. So I got tired of buying after three games, typing in my password and everything like that. So I got um, Jesai, I think. I don't know if I'm saying that right. J-E-S-E-I. Sure. Whatever. And it first <laughs> act. So it alludes to an episodic kind of thing. Um, it was fine. It was okay. just a, like a mystery. Uh, you pretty much, it was just like a story, mm-hmm. visual novel, if you will. So it was $2. It was like a couple hours. I was done with it. It was cute. It was fine. I could recommend it for that price. I don't think I could for much more <laughs> just because it was really short. Um, and then I got Hard West, which is across okay. platforms, but it just happened to be on sale on the Switch. So I decided to go for it there. Mm. Um, and it's like, it is a turn-based strategy game, um, with a, the, the, the story's kind of fun though. Cause I'm like an undead cowboy taking revenge <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's just cow- a fun okay. story. Well, it has some branches, so I haven't completely finished it yet, but like you have your first scenario that you play through. There's a map you go visit, you dig for gold, you do whatever to make your money. And then certain, um, places on the map, obviously you get thrown into an instance where there's combat. And mm. uh, depending on, you know, how many players are, or how many in your posse that you manage to grab before you go into the scenarios, because you could just end up like, if you want to just be mean and kill everybody, you can just go everything solo <laughs> and like other things before it, you know, other choices that you can make in the non-combat scenarios. But I, 
it's I've been having fun with it. I've been addicted to this little game. I think I've got let's see how many scenarios are there? One, two, three, four, five, six on the top one and like four on the bottom, I think, scenarios. And I think I've got four in. So mm-hmm. um they each have their own like little story that goes with apparently a couple different endings, depending on how good or bad you were an undead cowboy i mean you're not always the same character but like that's kind of like the overarching theme um i can recommend it i think even at its regular price for 20 bucks that it it asks for on you know it might go on sale on the other platforms at that thing too i don't think that's unreasonable i don't think that's unreasonable although i almost would probably rather have played it on pc because I don't know, man, the joysticks and stuff trying to get like fine tune on a switch. And now granted, I still have the regular controller. I never bought like the big one or whatever. It's just the one that slides into the plastic case or whatever mm. that it gives you. Um, but a pain in my ass. <laughs> like it really is. Like if I'm trying to use that joystick to just like, I want to hover my hand over something to grab it. I miss like 10 times trying to do it just small, just small adjustments. Mm. Like it's just right there, man. And I get very frustrated with that. Is that a thing on the switch or is it just me? I mean, I have issues with it. Um, I, I don't really care for it all that much. That's probably why I don't really play it all that often. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to figure that out, I guess, but damn. Cause I feel like, if it was with the mouse or whatever, it might have been a lot easier for me to play. Mm-hmm. So that 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 could have been something for me to 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 take into account. But still a good game. Mm-hmm. It's probably just a switch port that I'm having troubles with because I'm normally a keyboard and mouse person and I'm trying to do a joystick that I feel like I can't fine tune. I can't just even if I barely hit it, it's like Wah! I'm like, dear mm-hmm. lord, man, like how am I ever supposed to pick anything up this way? <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, and then, oh, oh, and Crypt of the Necrodancer was on sale too. And I bought that. I haven't gotten too far in it because it's actually kind of hard. It's like a dungeon crawler, uh, uh, pixel graphic, but it's like to the beat. Like you can only move to the music, like at the right time when you're hopping on the squares and then learning how to like, oh, I can attack this enemy from the side. So you'll do boom. And then you got to like hop back out of the way. And it like, it doesn't seem like it would be chaotic, but in the moment you're like, oh my God, what if I miss the beat? And then you like lose your, I don't know, chain of whatever would have gotten. Yeah. Like your XP chain or whatever. I haven't gotten far enough to see if it hurts my HP yet. It might, Mm -hmm. but uh, I want to try it. I've seen other people play it. It looked really cute. And I saw it on sale for $3. I'm like, okay, let's try. But I might have the same getting pissy about using the joystick. We'll see. I think it's letting me use the directional pad when I move on that. So I'm happy. I'm like, D, 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 whatever the music is. Boom, boom. And so that's, that's what I've been playing. And then I bought something else last night that for some reason the name escapes me, but I'm a cleanup guy. Like you murder someone, I'm the one to call to get it cleaned up and, and then you can move on with your life. A body something. I feel like I know that. What is that? Also probably a bad idea to have bought it on the Switch because that was another one where I had to like open a door and I kept missing the door with my hand and I'm on a timer, mind you. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, son of a bitch, I'm losing 30 seconds to just answering the phone. Yeah. Because I can't get my hand over the damn phone. Body something. Dear Lord. See, I bought it late at night and I was half asleep. And I think I woke up to it paused. So I (laughs) should. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, that's the problem with having it in the bedroom. It's like that I get all comfortable and whatever. So mm. yeah, I play games. Sweet. Look at me. You did good. <laughs> Being a gamer. All on the Switch too. Look at me. On a console. On a console. I know. Thunk it. I'm a pleb now. JK, <laughs> please don't at me about that anyway. <laughs> what have you been playing? Still uh <laughs> I actually got to play a little bit more Assassin's Creed this week okay. than I did last week, because mm-hmm. last week was just nightmarish. But I did I did play it a little bit more. Haven't really progressed. <laughs> I'm just, I can't help but explore. I keep seeing shiny things, and I, I okay. got to go after the shiny things. I did, uh, I did do one thing that, that kind of surprised me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wasn't expecting this. Um... After doing some exploring, I got some stuff for my settlement, and you go to your settlement and you build it up. And I was looking around at what I had to build, and everything that I have left to build seems to be. Um, it says it it creates a feast buff, which I'll be honest with you, I don't know what that is. I'm okay. assuming I eat something and then it just boosts. I don't know. Sure. I don't. No, I haven't looked into it. And it doesn't matter. Anyway, I felt like, okay, well, none of these things are really important to my settlement right now. Mm-hmm. So, but then there was this one that was technically starting a quest, which if I built this uh, cabin or, or whatever it was for this one lady who came to our settlement, I could take vision quests. And I was like, well, let's go ahead and do this. Since I've got the material, uh, we'll go ahead and, and take care of that. So I built her thing. She said, uh, go get me this plant and I'll make you a potion. Then you can go on your vision quest. Great. Cool. I took the potion. I'm in Asgard now. Like, it's a full on. Like, I thought this was going to be some little one-off. Like, one little, hey, I'm running through a dream or whatever. No, I'm in Asgard. Like, legit. It's an area with things to collect and ride around and all this and I was like, what in the hell? So, that was cool, All I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah. Unexpected I, little surprise. Mm-hmm. I've met Thor. I've met uh, Freya. I've met Loki. They're not what you, you know, immediately think, oh, the Marvel. Ver-. No, 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 right. not those. Because Thor is like, ah, 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 look at me in my hammer. What Thor probably technically should have been. Or, uh-huh. I guess... More accurate to the <laughs> Norse mythology. Yeah, no. They would have been, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. My name's Thor. I am an arrogant man with my hammer. I, I don't know why this. it sounds like Sean Connery or whatever. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Norse. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a nice treat, I guess, because mm-hmm. it was something I wasn't expecting. I didn't know that I was going to drink this potion and wind up in Asgard. So now I'm in Asgard, and I'm just like, all right, I'm kind of take this in now luckily even though they're allowing me to run around they did kind of condense the area so it's not like here's another gigantic map for you to roam around in. it's like please god no you know so it's not it's very contained yeah so very small uh and i'm still trying to get a lot of my 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 levels up and whatnot because i'm starting to feel pretty confident i think i found the weapon i like because Todd and I were talking about it one time, and he said he liked the dual axes, and he could just, you know, do whatever with the dual axes. I'm sure that's fine. I have found myself 
very, very in love with this big two-handed axe. It's a beast of an axe. Right. And I seem, I've tried a sword. I've tried the axes. I've tried a spear. I've tried a flail. I keep coming back to the axe. I like the axe. It's Some it's, big hits. Yeah. It's just someone wants to come at me. I'm like, come on, buddy. <laughs> Bam. And maybe a hammer would be cool, too. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like I've got the right move. Like, I've, I've figured out the axe. Like, yeah. I'm getting good with my dodges. I'm getting good with my attacks, my blocks. I've, I've found the rhythm with this axe. And mm-hmm. I think I'm going to stick with it. Nice. In right. fact, there was even... And I'm hoping I can get it in time because there's a uh, a shop that you can that's in your town, but it's one of those. Hey, if you go buy some of this stuff, but then you can earn it, you know. Uh, okay. Because so, I'm not giving Ubisoft any money. Yeah. Oh. Psh. But you can. Earn I mean, aside the, from the game. Right. Right. But <laughs> not extra money. There not you for go. not for things I, I don't. I gave you what you asked. <laughs> Not for stuff I don't technically need. Right. But there's a opal you can find within the game, and that's currency for this shop. And they have like a rotating uh, list of, of items that you can get, rare items. So like you can get Valkyrie helmets and, you know, special armors that look really cool. Mm-hmm. And yesterday I was looking, and they had a new, beautiful two-handed axe. It would be just the upgrade I want. And I was like, oh, shit. I yeah. want that axe. But I didn't have enough opal. Uh, so I'm going to scrounge as quick as I grind. can. Yeah. Whatever opal. I can do to find this opal because I want that axe. If I'm going to stick with a two-hander, mm-hmm. this is the axe I want to do it with. So, mm, it's mine. I'm looking forward to that. But it does give me um, confidence when I'm I'm getting all my, my armor and everything, my my attack is going up I, I came across and this was like sheer accident on my travels of just roaming around and running into shit i ran into like this den of wolves and there was a big gigantic fucking wolf like my size human size goddamn wolf and is that a had, werewolf they called it a well i'm sure you could say dire wolf kind of like game of thrones i think they gave uh. it something more accurate to whatever this is i don't know like a legit it was a, lycanthrope it was a big ass wolf he sicked his little guards on me and and you've got three wolves coming at you at, at all mm-hmm. sides i finished them barely like i was hurting pretty bad by the time it was all over with but i got them mm-hmm. it was just like unexpected because i didn't expect to come across big ass wolf medium ass wolf and little ass wolf mm-hmm and and they just jumped me all at the same time, and I was really? unprepared. But I got them. There you go. See, they tasted the, the business end of my axe. <laughs> well, I get a new one. Mm-hmm. This is why I like the game. It's just, it's, I know people have problems with, what do you call them? Uh, the open world sandbox. Oh, yeah. I just, I do they I, I feel like people like I hear them. people complain about them a lot. I mm. like them. I if they're fun, I I understand it can be frustrating. I don't mind open world. I don't need it to be as vast as they've become. Yeah, is a yeah. problem. It does it does get a little overwhelming because there's mm-hmm. still parts of that map I haven't even touched because, according to the way the game tells me, I'm not of proper level because you have 
300 plus levels apparently now i, do, I have yeah. skilled up pretty quick i mean they give you two skill points every time you level up so you okay. can kind of build that pretty quick but it's still a lot yeah <laughs> and there's still these areas over here it says 220 and i'm like well i'm just now getting to about 120 Jeez. so i'm trying my damnedest they really want you to buy those xp boosts eh? he's like hey this will, be, this will make it quicker. But see, I'm an explorer. I go around running around gallivanting everywhere. <laughs> I'll get there eventually. I, it, I mean, if I... Until they finally get to the point where they cut those out in the games altogether where you, like, have to, in which case, I'm done with you. Yeah, what kind of crap is that? Just let me level up at my own They're pace, fi- They it. can't figure out more ways to make more money off of them. Well, they got to be in the is- black more than the year before, so... Give people what they ought to do. If they want to make people buy stuff, sell them cheats. Like, mm. legit, hey, make me a god so I can go through and tear everything up without right. fail. Give me weapons that will just obliterate my enemies. Put a price tag on that and sell well, it. Well, they do that, too. I don't see it. <laughs> like uh, that, well, I don't know about that game in particular. but like Because every time they, they do... You know, special weapons or something like that. It's just, I mean, look how amazing it is. Okay, yes, but what can it do for me? Is it pretty? I don't want just pretty. Think about, like, I know this isn't, like, something they sold uh, DLC outside the game, but an example, Resident Evil 4. You beat the game, and you come back to it, and what do you get? You get that Chicago typewriter. Infinite Mm -hmm. bullets, machine gun, you can just tear through. Oh, Mm -hmm. man. Think about that. Yeah. That kind of idea. So give people these weapons that can just do amazing things, put a price tag on it, and let people have fun. People will buy it. Yeah. Like, if you tell me that I can do something, because I want to play the game fair, Mm -hmm. you know, but that second go-around, give me something. Yeah. Give me something that I can just, yeah. yeah. I've already experienced it. Now let me Mm -hmm. feel amazing. (laughs) That's what I love about that, is because it almost seems like a, you're being rewarded. It's like, you want to go back through it again? Here, mm-hmm. take this. Have all the fun you want. Because right. it is fun the second time around. All the tension's gone, and you're just like, I'm just going to mow everybody down. Yeah. <coughs> so. Just have fun. All right, I'm sorry. We've rambled. Uh, what do you got in the news? What do we got in the news? Well, first off, of course, just because I'm an ass, I'll just mm-hmm. keep saying it. Eric, what's up? Huh? Huh? <laughs> huh? Now, okay, like, we were probably both a little wrong here, but there has been leaks now that they can kind of confirm that Steam is actually working on some sort of handheld console PC, pocket-sized PC that right now we think is called Steam Pal. This isn't confirmed that that's going to be the final name or whatever it was. Um, So this might be what all of us were speculating when, you know, Gabe got asked that question when he was at that, uh, you know, high school. Hey, do you think Steam games or I'm sure they meant Valve games come into consoles or anything? And well, he -hmm. said to wait. This might be what we were waiting for, of course. So because this is all from and I put in quotation marks, multiple sources familiar with the matter. (laughs) So... (laughs) Most of the info is based on speculation. So all of this is with a grain of salt, of course. But I could see this. uh, Do you think this will be like a Switch rival now? You got a pocket-sized PC. That would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Because think about that. Wouldn't be the first one, but like from Valve, maybe. Yeah. But from Valve, think about that. You have a Switch-like device Mm -hmm. that you can take anywhere you want. 
and you have access to your Steam library? Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Think about it. Boom. And they don't have to be sitting there fighting with NVIDIA over publisher rights <laughs> mm-hmm. or anything like that. I mean, it is interesting. And I mean, and honestly, if you look at like their high-end VR as anything to point to, I don't think there'll be a slouch on specs. No. no now, I don't it might be so. more expensive than we're willing to pay, especially when scalpers get a hold of it, because that's the world we live in now. Um, until if we ever make laws that make this not a mm-hmm. thing. But regardless, um, getting way ahead of myself, this thing hasn't even released. But uh, yeah, so it does seem like we might be having something coming down the pike. And who knows? You know, we don't have a huge grip because, again, multiple sources familiar with the matter. So I have to keep putting that in quotation marks because nobody wanted to be quoted, it seems like. But yeah, so I I hope he knows I was just joking and rubbing it in because, like, I really don't care if I was right or wrong. (laughs) It was just a guess. And when sometimes when I guess something and it actually seems like it might be right, I got to give myself an girl because it doesn't happen often. <laughs> you did good. You did good. Yeah. So this would be something I would keep my eye on for sure. For sure. I want to see if they'll, they'll, they'll do something like this. And I kind of like the name Steam Pal. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It is. It's uh, catchy. You know. It's I the like it. pal. You know, the the and, companion console to your mm-hmm. <laughs> PC and, games. It, it does speak to what it could do. Like, if yeah. it's going to bring your Steam library with you. Th- I mean, this is a win, honestly. Mm-hmm. If they can get this to work and it's affordable, but I don't think it'll be Switch affordable. I just I cannot see that being the case. <laughs> that is it's, true. That it, it, again, if we have their VR and all that stuff to kind of go mm-hmm. off of, I mean, it'll probably be really nice. But again, it'll just be kind of, who would be willing to get in on it? early and can spend that money and uh we'll see i'm gonna call it eight hundred dollars you think i'm just i'm I'm throwing out a number i think that's well no i'm throwing out a number i'm not saying i'm right eight hundred dollars i think if they want to compete they're gonna have to keep it around five eight hundred dollars you saw that vr headset i did and it's like a thousand dollar a headset for sure. Well, I mean, the headset itself was like six hundred bucks, but if you bought like the light boxes that came with it and everything, um, then you I just want to see if I'm investment. right. No, that's fair. I'm gonna say around five because again, okay. I think they're gonna need to compete. You yeah, know? I mean, you're right, but like even the consoles now are taking a loss. That's true. I imagine, and probably even more so since they're sitting in scalpers' warehouses and we're not buying games on it. <laughs> but whatever, that's on you. Um, although they did say next month they might actually turn a profit, Sony. Oh, finally. <laughs> yeah, <huh>? in June. <laughs> it might actually cut even. And I kept thinking, if more people were playing your consoles, you probably would have busted even long before now. Oh, you yeah. know, your mm-hmm. uh, PS Play and all those other services you want to offer and microtransact. But what do I know? I could be totally wrong. I'm just talking out of my ass. I don't know. I mean, in all honesty, at this point, if they're wanting to get away from the scalpers, I would just take them to the store. It's just uh, like it has know, to just, be brick and mortar. But I don't yeah. know. Then you're going to have that same case where like Walmart and them will stop selling them because jerks be fighting in the hallways for it like they're doing over Pokemon cards. I, it's like we've entered this weird zone where I don't even know how we like sell things to people reasonably <laughs> anymore. I just think we need laws that you can't scalp luxury goods to. Mm hmm. Like, I know that's the thing. You can't do it if it's, uh, you know, a necessity and a time of crisis or whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. 
I don't know, whatever. It's just ridiculous, and I'm bitter because I want a GPU. Uh, anyway, moving on. May 27th, eh? Ended up mm-hmm. being, like, big game day for yeah. whatever reason. As I was looking through the news and stuff for the week, it seemed like we had so many huge things that came out on Thursday. Let's talk about some of those. Go for it. there was quite a bit. Um, I, this one, I think, might be all you, because I missed the first one. I didn't miss it. I just didn't play it. But State of Play, the Horizon Zero West, big deal. People were loving this. We got about a 15-minute look at the game mm-hmm. um, during its State of Play. So if you were a fan of the first one, oh, my God, even I have to admit, it looks gorgeous. It looks great. I have no excuses why I didn't play the first one. And you did, mm-hmm. though, right? Oh, yeah. So and how excited are you about this one? Because it looks pretty nice. And you've got the PS5, man. I do. And um, you have no excuse or will not have any excuse not to play Horizon since it's coming to PC. True. Mm-hmm. So I think we actually have it on the PS4. I want to say the hubs played it and it's DLCs. Either so way. I really have no excuses. It's mm. in the home. <laughs> yeah, it's um, I've been looking forward to this because Horizon was one of those games that felt unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, most unique game I've played in a long time. Finally was a new IP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were some familiar elements to it, but I mean, what game kind of like that? I mean, it, but they, they found ways to, to kind of keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. The story was intriguing enough that... It made you wonder what exactly happened, and I felt like the explanation was good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like that was a good payoff to the story. I didn't feel like I was left unsatisfied with the story, yep. and I'm eager to see. It almost seems like now that we know what happened or mm-hmm. some of the truth behind it, some of the stuff they're doing in the game is not skirting that line, trying to hide anything. They're just like, all right, well. People are kind of aware now, so let's mm-hmm. uh, tweak some of what we're looking at here so it can feel a little bit more alive or, yes. or we can do yeah. a little bit more because we're not hiding anything. And I appreciate that, too. Um, Aloy looked... She, the design almost... It's almost like they, they tweaked something and she looked the same but didn't look the same. Now, it might have been a little sh- bit more finer tuned too. Yeah, and that know? might be what kind of threw me because when I was looking at her, she seemed slightly different, and I was wondering if they had incorporated. Is it like Uncanny Valley different, or just like? No, just I guess it wasn't the same face I remember, and I was I was curious if they had integrated some of the actress's face into her likeness, you know, kind of borrowed because I kind of felt like they did that with Ashley Johnson in. Uh, I feel like they do that two. quite often now because they're mo-capped. And I think maybe a lot of the times they're just like, okay, like an yeah. actor would, this is your face. We'll use it. But Ish. and new yeah. hair and stuff, you know, whatever. But the thing about it is, is that she looks nothing like the actress. So okay. I wasn't sure if there were just elements like they're like, Hey, we're not going to, cause if they made her look like her, mm-hmm. she would look drastically different. Like oh, the, okay. the faces just aren't, identical in that same way so Mm -hmm. i'm curious if they just took little elements that maybe help with some of the the uh, emotional uh responses things like that to make it look a little bit more lifelike that might be it i don't know Mm -hmm. she just looked a little off to me but i don't mean that in a bad way it just it kind of struck me odd she didn't look like the same aloy but i know a little unfamiliar yeah yeah she wasn't she wasn't but no the game looks fantastic i'm eager to try it i can't wait for it to come out (coughs) 
Yeah, nope. it's looking great. It's looking great. So if you haven't seen it, although I can't imagine if you were a fan, you didn't go watch it when it was going on. Um, you got a nice, good, long look at it. So mm-hmm. we're actually seeing gameplay. What? What? Yeah. Now, what I kind of want to talk about here was we've, we, we got another reveal of Dark Ashes which is the third in the dark anthology pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting. They definitely, it's definitely a different approach. And I, and I, I, I'm curious to get my hands on it and see how it plays out fully because yeah. everything on the trailer that they were showing us said whip, you know, work in progress. Um, and it was more, well, with this one, I don't know. Because most of it's all pretty theatrical anyway. So to be able to tell the difference from like the gameplay and the game itself, it's that's that's kind of its thing, right? Mm. So um, it's definitely a much different story. Um, looks like we're, you're going to love this probably, but like we're following the military and, but there's a huge monster that at least is way different than what they've done in the other. What, it wasn't like some ghost yeah. or, you know, anything like this. Like it actually, from what you could see, like they didn't do any like hard focus. We really got to see it, but like a little bit more creepy. But what was interesting is they did a theatrical and a curator cut side by side. So there's two different ways that you can play it. Which is what I found okay. interesting. So in the theatrical cut, players get to play the game from the normal point of view in the character order. Basically like how the story would have played out, right? Like how mm. it was supposed to be. Whereas the curator cut lets you play the other characters in the chapters instead. So you're going to get to see other things you wouldn't have in your normal story because you're getting to experience the other perspectives that wasn't from quote unquote protagonist point of view. Huh. So... I thought that was really interesting because like I'm watching them side by side because they would do some where it was like, I guess, in the part of the story, maybe where they would merge. Mm-hmm. So they would do a side by side of the theatrical cut, and the curator at the same point in the story. Interesting. I found it very interesting. I'm a huh. fan of this mechanic and I'd like to see how it plays out. So um, and few things that I noticed different that I'm hoping is actually the case for things that were like fixed. <laughs> Because some of the things that my only complaint with those games, even with Until Dawn, even though I still don't think they've quite managed to do Until Dawn, right, personal right. opinion. I think they've all been good, but I still, that that one was really good to me. Mm-hmm. Damn camera angles, right? Like that always kind of pissed me off. You kind of, it was always fixed and you'd get yourself in a corner and... <laughs> Oh my God, like you can't see how to turn around or get unstuck with whatever it was, um, which I thought might have been a choice on purpose because it can kind of give you that feeling of being stuck, scared, dark. You you won't be seeing everything around you, but it looks like they freed the camera and I'm really happy about it. Like if that's how it was and it wasn't just for our show. Mm. Um, but yeah, it looked like they actually could move it around. Good. Good. <laughs> I mean, it's just a pet peeve. I hate a fixed camera like that. Um, so, uh, also you can play, uh, a movie mode where up to five people can play with you with two different paths to take. Uh, nice. if you have five friends, this sounds great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like five people. Who knows that many people who are free at the same time? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm kind of excited about this one. I feel mm-hmm. like this might be the best one of the three out of, and not knocking the other two. I had fun with them, 
But that interesting new feature, I'm I'm curious about because you know how I like to replay and see all different sides of the story and all this kind of stuff. So I like that added element. That's a it's a unique element. I don't think we've yeah. ever seen something like that. I mean, maybe, but I can but think of off the top of, of my head that wasn't already intentional, where you would have bounced around to those characters anyway. Yeah, or a second playthrough with a new character, sure, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, this will be. Think this is going to be what I'm gonna check out. I, I I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. So we'll see how much changes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with the the work in progress and all this kind of stuff or whatever. But I'm excited for it. Yeah, I still we'll need see. to play the other two. So hopefully they'll do like a package bundle and I can just get them all. Oh, I'm sure they will for sure. Because they're not even. I want to say they're like thirty mm-hmm. bucks. So they're not even an extremely like high priced game. Well, I don't know. It might change now that we're in the new era of the generation, you know. Mm. Uh, but I'm hopeful they'll stay about that price. So you probably will get all three for like sixty. The Uber, whatever cut, Super whatever they'll deal. do in like just a few months, even I'm sure. Mm. <laughs> but did you see the new Sonic? I mean, sure. <laughs> The only reason why I'm bringing it up is because I want that keychain. It was so adorable. I couldn't stop staring at it. So if somebody mm. gets the game and does not want the keychain, can you, like, let me know? I mean, yeah. Do it's that. It's so cute. I'm sorry. I just saw the Baby Sonic keychain. I'm like, that's all I want out of this whole <laughs> thing. It's so cute. Anyway. <laughs> so you get more 3D Sonic. All the speedy glory. I mean, it looked kind of fun. You know? Uh, PCers, though, you got to go to Epic. Although I think we're used to that now, Mm. Um, at least for whatever, maybe the first year, however long they got the exclusivity for the PC side. Um, But after that, you know, I guess go buy it. If you're like me where you're like, oh, so that just means my release date's in a year. I get it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I just uh, I'm too old to spread my games out everywhere. I'm sorry, guys. I'm crotchety now. Um, And if you were waiting for Dying Light 2... We finally got a little bit more news about that, too, and we're treated to some new gameplay footage and a little more details. Still showing, what, like a 2021 release window, but I don't know. I still feel like that's going to get... They've had some rough go, unfortunately, with this one. I mean, end of the year, I think they can pull it off. Maybe. I don't know. I just... It's been pushed so much already pre-pandemic that I just... I don't know. But they didn't talk about it last year, obviously, because of the pandemic. So they've had a full year to really work on it and be quiet about it and just, you know, at least they didn't say summertime. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. I'm actually like one thing I want out of this, because Mm -hmm. I remember this was a feature in the last one and I'm not quite sure how it would work here, but I'm kind of hoping it's in here is Todd and I were actually able to play Dying Light together. And I think, like, if I progressed in the story to a certain level, or he did, like, one of us had to kind of drive the story forward if we were going to play the story. So right. it would be progress for that person, and I'm helping, or vice versa, if, if I remember that correctly. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, one of the few games we actually played together. And he's actually got better internet now. I don't know if he's you've heard. <gasps> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> So, well, I never get to talk to him anymore. Right. So it's that's one of those things I'd like to to know. Like if we, this would be a game I know he's going to play. Zombies. For sure. Right. Yeah. So I'm hoping this will be a game that we can kind of actually yeah. try to play together. And if they could do three, think about us, a trio. God, that would I be know, amazing. Right. I know. Right. Well, so I don't I, know. I guess I'd have to buy it on PlayStation. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I don't know that for sure, but um, 
I didn't hear anything about that bridge. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't heard anything about multiplayer with the game. They may have mentioned it Mm -hmm. in the past, but I don't remember hearing about it. So And as little as it's been kind of like leaking out now, you know, now that we're a little bit more, I guess, confident that we're on the move and going in the right way. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it wasn't a whole lot, a whole lot of news, but just a little taste and at least enough for us to go. Oh, good. Stuff's still happening, and it Woo. hasn't been completely gone the way of the dodo or whatever. Mm. Um, some quick cyberpunk news. I know, I know, I know. But this one's not like, well, whatever. Here it is. So a couple of new items out of CD Projekt Red this week. And firstly, it seems the game itself has a new creative director. So Gabriel Ama- Amatangelo. <laughs> Nailed I'm so it. sorry. Um, who was previously at Bioware was uh, uh, the design director on the Dragon Age Inquisition DLCs. Mm-hmm. Um, even did some work on Star Wars The Old Republic when they were off over there. But uh, okay. So Gabriel did join the team in CD Projekt Red in January 2020, but has now just fully taken over in the role um, from the former head Adam Badowski. So it seems when I was reading through it that this was a planned move already um, Mm -hmm. that's just now taking into effect. So the change reportedly will just be able to free up Badowski to just like laser focus being the studio head. And now especially with plans of them going into multi-game development, might be a little early for them to think they can handle that just yet. But whatever, we'll see. Uh, (laughs) I might just be like, can we fix this one first? But maybe not. What do I know? Although, with the state of cyberpunk still to date, Gabriel might have his hands full. I know several patches have gone out, and we're already on, like, the roadmap for DLCs, maybe. Um, and uh, the multiplayer plan? Is there one? I guess there is. When I was looking at this, I was like, I don't want it. But I know people love those kind of features in their open-world games, so fine. I'm happy for you if that <laughs> actually gets fleshed out. Like, I'm content it just being mine. Um, but joint CEO Adam... Kaczynski said in April that the studio is convinced we can bring the game to such a state that we can be proud of it. Didn't say finish it. Uh. Proud of it. Uh, So the planned DLC, of course, was delayed um, to that was supposed to come out earlier this year. As you know, everything got pushed off because the way it was just released. Um, The report also indicated that (sighs) Matus Thomas-Skewitz. Sure. My God, I really have got to, like, hear the name before I try to do it here. But anyway, it was the formal quest director on the Cyberpunk 2077 has also stepped down and left the studio. And I couldn't find any further comment on that. Apparently, the article I was even reading had reached out for comment and never got an answer for. So that's all I can say. Left and we don't know why or what (laughs) happened yet. Um, Furthermore, people were asking, hey, is it ever going to come back to Sony? Right? Remember, mm-hmm. Sony is just mm-hmm. like, we're not selling it anymore. Um, so in a report from Game Ranks, they claim right now they're just waiting on Sony. Never said it was fixed or anything. They're just waiting on Sony to hit that button. Uh, no, fix the game. <laughs> so I don't know if it's like actually ready to go back to Sony. Uh, but uh, Adam Kaczynski confirmed that the game is purely under the control of Sony at this point in terms of getting it on Sony's digital storefront. So right now the studio has nothing more to say as they're currently waiting just for the green light themselves. Although no mention whether, again, it was in working condition for PS4 that they just said we just need Sony to say it's okay. So um, That sounds like a cop-out. Like trying to blame somebody, well, it's not our fault. Yeah, it kind of is your fault. 
If you, you released a garbage-ass game and tried to charge 70 bucks for it, no, no, no. I think I feel like this was 60 This was still just right before still. everyone wanted that because it was clearly not next-gen. But I haven't actually turned it on in a bit. I need to download the last few updates and give it a whirl just so I can have an honest opinion of how things have been improved or not. Mm. Um just because I'd rather experience it myself than just rehash with other people. Because, you know, everyone's experiences are a little bit different. Um, and I had it on PC, so mine was nowhere near as terrible as everyone else's. Like, those who got it on, like, especially last-gen consoles. It feels weird calling it last-gen now, but, like, PS4 and Xbox One. Um, and even more so on the PlayStation. And that's the reason why. Okay. Mm. I do want to talk about this Unreal 5, though. Unreal Engine okay. 5 demo. Oh, my God, dude. Dude, dude, one thing I can say for Epic Games <laughs> is they do put out some good engines, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. On May 13th, actually, they show showcased their latest Unreal Engine 5 in its demo stages right now. So it'll be made available to developers late next year. So we're still just demoing it out and seeing what's going on. To um, looks like for next gen, of course, um, including uh, the PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X. So the first impressions suggest the company has been able to deliver on this promise of a good graphics experience. Because uh, now again, this is not me playing with the the right. engine, you know. Because um, holy hell, now I'm no dev. But from what I saw, this looks pretty good. So I, I found a tweet um, by Ionized Games uh, talking about playing around in the new engine and quoted saying that they managed to upload 10 billion polygon photo scans of their dog. <laughs> and using the Unreal 5's Nanite meshes was able to upload 1,000 instances of it at 60 frames per second before they just gave up because they were bored at this point. Like, they went on to say it probably could have handled way more. So that's 10 billion polygons, and it didn't even blink. Like, watching this video. Awesome. Oh! Right? So the <laughs> they even posted their system specs, because, like, that was probably the first thing I was like, I how a kind of PC you got to be running this sort of thing, right? And it's not something that I would find strange in just a regular gamer's home. Mm-hmm. Like, the system specs weren't like, oh, my God, we've got water cooled and you know 40 30 90s in there no it was a 3070 gpu like a regular ryzen 7 um i mean definitely a better gpu than i got but they went on Mm. to mention even people with a 10 series gpu is probably going to have a really good time like it shouldn't be that hard to do it is a 100 gigabyte download but if you think about the size of our games yeah that's nothing you know um but wow I just got like stuck in a hole of watching some people who just kept like uploading all of this stuff and like doing it. It's really cool. I don't know. So um, the nanite technology, eh? that's what they were talking about in there. It says it can generate a virtualized micro polygon geometry, which means the engine can import billions of these polygons to create realistic graphics. So like we're really getting, we kept saying how much better could it get? I think we're about to see. I think we're about to see it in action. Um, The, so then there was the Lumen technology. I don't know if you had read about that. That's mm. supposed that's going on in here. It's a fully dynamic global illumination solution. So apparently it helps like when light gets introduced into games and how it's handled, um, how the game will react to the scene and the lighting changes. So according to the company, it'll calculate the lighting dynamics of a scene and adjust the frames accordingly. 
So okay. this brings in more life into the game. The light will look a little more realistic. The way it reflects will look a little bit more realistic. And then the Nanite technology will help developers add in the most amount of details they can into the game. So Lumen will kind of keep it in check so that the lighting and the scene looks natural and your frames aren't going all over the place. And then you can have, you know, the Nanite technology to make everything look super, super detailed because it can handle all of those polygons. And <laughs> wow. I think they did showcase that Lumen technology one of the last times they... Sh wasn't it like a woman in a cave or something like that? I feel like, that? like, yeah, they were talking about a little, like, way early. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if it... Maybe we weren't talking about it going into the engine yet, but I feel like, yeah, we were talking about the Lumen technology for sure. So kind of excited to see what devs do with this. Um, they're also claiming this will solve a big problem for developers, um, which... Uh, Budget constraints, right? Mm -hmm. That's usually like one of the bigger things, especially if you're a smaller team. That's like, it's huge, right? So the budget that the game decides just how much the developers will be working in any particular game for how long, how quick they can get it done. Um, so to solve this problem, Epic Games has made its Quixel Megascans library free to use for all developers. So instead of you wasting all of this time recreating it dot for dot or however you dev, when you're deving, <laughs> when you're creating brand new things, this allows devs to take up a lot of the stencil content from the library and reducing the time to just like rebuild it or build your own from scratch. So, um, and apparently adding two to increase the numbers of developers that'll use the Unreal Engine. <coughs> Epic Games has also announced that it will be collecting no royalties till the game using the platform is able to reach $1 million in sales. Okay. Apparently, this decision is being implemented retroactively from January 1st. So this will allow Epic Games to increase the number of developers that use its platforms to develop the games. It's like, I want to hate them so much. And then they do some of these good things, and I've got to separate mm -hmm. the two. <laughs> because, like, especially from, like, an indie team's perspective, like, that's got to help so much. Now, yeah. if you're a dev listening to this, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, are there details that I don't understand um, like, is there some downside to this? Let me know. Like, I, I am genuinely curious, like, is this extremely helpful, especially for a smaller team? Will it help you save time and money, develop your game faster, maybe turn a profit better? I'm curious. So yeah. if you're, if you're a dev and you're listening to this, I would really love to know, like add us on Twitter. I'm really curious for those who are in these engines and use them as their job, mm -hmm. but holy crap, man. It's impressive. I mean, especially to have no, like, frame droppage. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if it'll make uh, the use of ray tracing easier as well, because I know even now when they're trying to integrate that with um, PlayStation 5 games, mm -hmm. there seems to be this this break. It's like if you want the ray tracing, if you want that upgrade, you still have to run at 30 frames per second, but uh, you can still get the performance at 60. Now, some games have. Miles Morales was able to do both the 60 frames per second ray tracing. And I think even Spider-Man, the first one, they, they put that in there as well. Oh yeah. I'm just curious is what is, I guess that's another dev question. Mm -hmm. Why is it difficult or is it as difficult as it seems to utilize ray tracing at 60 frames per second versus 30? Like why is there that, that cutoff it seems? That is a good question. And I wonder, 
Yeah, I wonder if that would help solve some of that. And now that we probably have consoles and stuff that, not probably, we do, that runs so much faster, has so much more memory, so much more storage, so much more, I'm probably sounding ignorant. I don't know. It feels <laughs> like it would make it easier or at least possible, way more possible to pull off. Hmm. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see. I mean, I'm pretty much only on indies these days anymore anyway because it's like every AAA company that I used to like it's just kind of so I'm more interested in how indies are going to use this deck and I want to see it because they come up with the good stories and they're not constantly trying to gouge me for thousands of dollars just to play it for sure (laughs) (sighs) okay well those were my big ones there was so much to talk about this week y'all so I know if I missed your favorite story I'm sorry Mm -hmm. I'm sorry but I just we had to chat about some of this but I do have a lot of quick Okay, what do you got? Like, I do have a lot for you guys today. I couldn't decide. So, like, I tend to edit on the fly sometimes, too. I write down, like, way more than I talk about. But That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> it's how it is. But uh, we now have confirmation that Microsoft and Bethesda are doing a show take case together. I don't know that anyone was surprised. But on Sunday, June 13th at 1 p.m. Eastern. So it'll be an hour and a half. We'll focus on showing games, of course, from Xbox Game Studios and Bethesda. And as Aaron Greenberg, GM of Xbox Games, put it, <clears throat> and many game creators from our partners around the world. If I may. <laughs> I just, I, I want to tell you what I, I see this being. This is going to be <coughs> 90 minutes mm-hmm. of Bethesda showcasing a game. Starfield, something probably. amazing. Something awesome. Just being like, here's a game from Bethesda. Here's another game from Bethesda. Here's another game from Bethesda. And they'll all end with only on Xbox Series uh-huh. X. Only and, on Xbox Series X. And then Series you'll X. hear all of the Sodi fad boys cry in unison <laughs> and take to Twitter how it's not fair. <laughs> not fair. I don't understand why I can't play this game. Oh, but well, I feel like it's going to be Starfield a lot. Mm, yeah yeah but you know they're gonna right. they're oh, gonna yeah. keep whipping that out and it's just like look see that <sighs> Only i mean Xbox series x it is what it is at this point like sony's had so many exclusives to the point where most people bought sony uh or playstation for that reason i mm. was one of them i play my pc for everything else because i've just been in that nice little zone where microsoft put it on both for games i'd want to play so i was all set one thing I always said they were going to need was exclusives. So now they're playing they're playing up there, man. I think this is kind of like a level playing field coming up here. We're going to see who in the States. We already yeah. know like around the world, Sony definitely sells more units. But if you want to play it, it's not like you can't. It's just right. not on the preferred platform you want. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to have to make that decision. Is it worth paying for a new system or, yeah. or whatever for this game that you want to play or you know what maybe we've talked about pc yeah and how they they share sometimes so maybe it'll come to pc and you can just get you a pc with sony doing stuff over to pc as of late mm-hmm. i may not even need a playstation anymore we'll see how this one shakes out i'm not right. complaining no i'm not complaining i just find it strange <laughs> <laughs> More ways to play. Mm-hmm. Isn't that their mm-hmm. tagline or whatever? Yeah. They're with no limits or something. <laughs> eh. Same yeah. thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Ubisoft has apparently, apparently, this is a rumor by Game Luster. I don't know if they started the rumor, just where I read it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Ubisoft has had to restart Skull and Bones from development for scratch for a second time. 
Are we, does people, are we wanting it still? I mean, we've all <laughs> forgotten about it. I kind of feel like at this point they need to just hang it up. But, uh, you know, you keep doing you. There might be a lot of people still clamoring for this game. And I just don't run in those circles. And I could be, you know, whatever. But the question... it isn't completely confirmed. But I feel like since we announced it 50 years ago and we're still talking about it, it could be true. The question is, why? If this is true, why? I don't know what the hang up is. <laughs> and, and, I mean, if you've had to restart twice... And you're still willing to go that extra mile to put it out. I hope it's like genre bending, mind blowing it's, for, you know what I mean? Like for this kind of headache, it better mm-hmm. be, it better be the the most groundbreaking game ever. Like I have never felt so true to a pirate in all my life till I turned this game on. <laughs> like I what I better feel like I'm on the ship. <laughs> Everything. Everything. Water Salt water splashing. in my face. <laughs> when we say that, the game will be like $200 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, this was fine. Merle Dandridge, who voiced Marlene in The Last of Us and The Last of Us 2, is reprising her role in the HBO live action series. And I'm super excited to hear what you don't get to hear too often where the voice actors actually get to go on and mm-hmm. live action. I'm so happy for her. such a great cast. I hope it goes great. I, it's just so cool. It's yeah, it's so really cool. amazing. So it looks like we, 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 we've got our Marlene in that too. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy for him. I'm really happy for him because they are legit talented actors and I love what it finally, like, you know, they get to do that next step if that's what they want to do. Yeah. If, if a lot of people are content doing, um, you know, voice over work, and that is totally respectable as well. I'm um, curious if they actually reached out to her or if she auditioned. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering that too. Or like maybe her eight, she's like, I really want to try. Hmm. Maybe get that agent in there to 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 get it in there. But uh, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm always happy when I see those kinds of things working yeah. out. Uh let's see. Hmm. Oh. Wow. Okay. Sony and, and more Sony news. Uncharted 4 coming to PC is the rumor mm-hmm. next. Mm-hmm. We've been saying that. So I, I only had that written down to something small here uh, uh, since we were already talking about it. We heard about it on their presentation in Investor Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so buried in that filing was noted about Uncharted 4 coming to PC or whatever. I think that's like mm-hmm. an in-house thing that they do. I don't know. Someone just mumbled it under the breath. I'm sure. Right, right, right. right. Well, what like, was I guess, like we had to dig super far and like. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> oh, I just like slam my face into the mic. I have no awareness of what's around me. Oh, Switch Pro. Apparently, the rumors are we might be getting it in September and hear an announcement about it before E3. Hmm. Um, we've discussed it before. It's supposed to be faster OLED screens, bigger screens, all this kind of stuff. Um, so another console none of us can find. Let's see. Yeah. Um, that's Big. my attitude on any electronics these days. <laughs> I guess, like, I'm curious about it. Um, we were even talking about maybe getting another Switch for the house because, you know. Actually, mm, that's not a bad idea. Certain games. You want to play two-player, but you can't. And... No, mine is just because I don't want to share. I'm totally tangent. That Hard West, the hubs was watching, and now I'm, like, having to fight my game back from him i'm mm. like wait a minute i bought this for me now and then you like it and then you come take it from me 
I love you, baby. He never listens. I don't know why I'm saying that, but it's fine. Hey, (laughs) I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. I mean, in your case, it's technically hers, though, right? Yeah. I mean, I bought that for her for um, anniversary. And I mean, I'll play it every now and again. I don't, but I never feel like I want to take precedent over playing it. So if there's a game on there I want to play, I want to make sure that she doesn't want to play anything. Yeah, so that's like, fair. I, w- I want to play this, but if you want to play something, I'm, you know, I've got to. And to be fair to, to him, he waited till I was like off on Hulu or something. But like after a couple hours, I wanted it back, and I was like, well, damn, now I feel like a jerk. Be like, can I have a switchback? Can I have it? Can I have only it? wanted to watch TV while I ate food. I planned. To- <laughs> but sorry. we, you know, we've talked about getting two or a second one for multiplayer because she's been oh, playing yeah, yeah. Monster Hunter Rise and. You know, I would I wouldn't mind playing it, but at the same time, eh, you know, I'm just not eager to play it on the Switch. And that, like, playing it with the tiny controllers oh, God, is so hard. Yeah. No, I have to have the like we have. We gotta uh, get a full one. Yeah, we've got yeah. one of the the pro. Well, I don't feel like it's their pro. It's the one that looks like the GameCube controllers. Like I don't oh, even know I've why we got those. those. Yeah. But at least it's something. At least it's a controller mm-hmm. I'm familiar with, and I can I can utilize it. I would prefer to have like the pro controller thing that they have, but these work. They just want as like well. eighty bucks for it or some crap. I know it's bullshit. It works. It, I mean, for for what it, it is, better. <laughs> it it does what it is supposed to, um, and I can play it. But for this. The Pro, that was what I was kind of holding out on. Because she's like, well, maybe we ought to get one. Because she also likes to let Calliope play it. And I personally don't feel like she uh, treats it. Of course, she's well, a kid. She's yeah. a kid. She has no understanding of how much that actually yeah. costs or anything. Yeah. So, I also, so I'm sitting there thinking, all right, so if that's the case, then she can play that. Uh-huh. And then we can have the, the better version over here. And that's what I've been telling people when they're talking about it and debating. They're just like should we get a switch maybe and i was like well you might want to hold off you might want to wait as if you're just debating on it now hold hold on wait a a few more months and then a year after that and then you can have one yeah so i'm curious to see what this is going to be because Mm -hmm. they say beefier you know the bigger screens whatever okay but how are the games going to benefit yeah like are we going to see like this I won't imagine being Nintendo, it's going to be like this drastic jump, but are we going to see some games maybe benefit from it? Kind of like right. Pro to like regular pl- PlayStation right. 4 or like something like that? bigger RAM, more memory, more what? Yeah. What's, yeah. I'm curious. I yeah. want to see that. Well, um, if rumors are true, we should be seeing an announcement very, very soon because E3 is coming up this week, you know? Oh, so yeah. <laughs> That's what we're probably going to be talking about next week, won't probably, it? Probably, yeah. 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 Well, you know, amongst okay. some other, other stuff. lovely. Yeah. 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 I'm telling you now. Uh, but I, I feel like it was just like a Sony week. Yeah. Because they just like kind of like poo pooed on a few things as they do on some stuff. So if you were looking forward to the Borderlands 3 crossplay, which Randy Pitchford announced this week, sorry to say again, Sony ain't having it. <laughs> Uh, Randy Pitchford tweeted out this week some uh, good news and bad news, he says. Good news, Gearbox Software announced an update for Borderlands 3 that would allow cross-play support across all platforms. Huzzah, right? Bad news, 2K Games, Borderlands 3's publisher, uh, required Gearbox to remove cross-play support for PlayStation consoles in order to obtain certification to release the patch. (sighs) 
So that means crossplay is good to go for Mac, Stadia, Windows, Xbox, all their letters. So if you have an Xbox, whatever letter edition you've got, sounds like it's good to go. Uh, but uh, I think, I think 2K was like, screw you, Sony. We ain't paying you royalties if it doesn't make over 85% of whatever it is that you want. So we're going to make you the bad guy. That's my, right. that's my theory. Because they're the ones who charge for crossplay. They're the mm. only ones kicking and screaming because it isn't good for their business. I would say that's probably right. So right. play has one limit. Ha, ha, Just ha. saying, maybe you got to change that little tagline there. Um, but who knows, you know, what really, really happened there at this point. But I mean, it's also possible, you know, that Sony just said no, you know, because um, I feel like, I don't know. I just don't want yeah, it yeah, on yeah. it. I don't know. So, so unfortunately, <laughs> if you wanted to play and you have Sony and you wanted to play with your friend who has Xbox, you can't. You can't. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah. Okay. You wanted to play crossplay? I think it's their royalty policy, personally. Mm. But you know, neither here nor there. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. Although I do have one truth or trash. Although I'm not going to really present it as a truth or trash to you. I'm just going to okay. tell you this rumor because I know how oh so excited you would be about it. Mm. <laughs> Hold on, let me bring it back up. Ah, yes. So the rumor is Square Enix is set to announce a new action RPG Final Fantasy spinoff. So this is still in rumor phases. You know, people are hiring. We we pull stuff from this, right? So guess what? You're going to love the game style that they're, they're rumored to have here. Uh, so, of course, if you, uh, the gaming forum from Reset Terra about a new Final Fantasy spinoff that has working with Team Ninja, you know, mm-hmm. behind the games like Ninja Gaiden and Neo, mm-hmm. and perhaps most relevantly, they did work in Final Fantasy fighting game, the Dissidia NT, if I'm saying that right. Um, so you might get a Souls-esque Final Fantasy game. I know how you love those. I'm going to say <laughs> this is probably very, very true. <laughs> right i don't no. even know if i need to write that one down because if it comes back i'll remember steven is saying yeah they're doing that <laughs> mm, no it, it, uh, god why but it'll be exclusive to playstation so sony boys can rejoice <laughs> and they'll they'll put in it won't be anything original they'll do one of those games where they take all the characters from your favorite games and be like, hey, look, now you can play Cloud, and he's fighting the Dark Souls, but it's not really Dark Souls, but it is, because that's what we're trying to emulate. Oh, you Final Fantasy, people. I don't care. <laughs> I expect it will probably play similar to Neo, if, if it were my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? It's worth mentioning, though. This could change before. Like, we, we think it might. Maybe we'll hear about it at E3 or whatever. All of this could change. Because you know the week leading up to E3, just like everyone starts everything going out so we can have, like, all of these fun, I guess, sitting around with our bingo. Who got what cracked, you know, when it gets mm. announced. I don't know. Um, But there is one more thing. I have a weird news. Oh. Kind of. Or it could be. An- I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. <laughs> this is so freaking dumb. <laughs> so, you know, Among Us, 
has just been super popular. It's taken over. People love the game. Mm-hmm. Red skins going into the game. People have had to make them in their own likenesses. And anything Among Us has just been super popular. So um, a McDonald's customer really wanted us to know about how big of a fan they were because they found a chicken nugget shaped like a crewmate from Among Us, as the customer mm-hmm. believes, right? And okay. uh, as you're looking at the nugget... <laughs> It does have the nice round shape and two little like legs. Looks like little legs on the nugget. I don't know. Um, so what is this McDonald's user, eater, whatever you want to call Consumer. them, decide to do with it? Well, obviously you sell it on eBay. Obviously that's what you do. So I actually brought up the thing because I just wanted to see if anything had like changed mm-hmm. <laughs> you know since i checked the story the other day um so uh you can have this chicken nugget off of ebay for one thousand three hundred ninety six dollars are you shitting me who the freak is buying a chicken nugget and then do you realize that one of them complained the shipping was too high i just had to put that out kiss there. my ass what the shipping was too high but so. you'll pay $1,300 for a goddamn chicken McNugget. <laughs> I, like, don't understand life. I don't understand life at all. Because um, this, like, was getting bid on. Oh, side note, I did find on the same page a penis-shaped nugget for $500. Oh, God. If you wanted to get that one. It kind of did. It was kind of funny. <laughs> but, I mean, $500. <laughs> the hell is wrong with people? I don't know, but this is funny. I, I just like I died laughing. So the the, the listing's description confirms at least two day do two two details about the McNugget. I can't even talk now. I'm laughing sorry. The first is that the nugget was genuinely pulled from a McDonald's meal. So this was not they didn't make this up or anything. Like I literally got this in a McDonald's meal. And second, there has been at least a little degree of interest in the item. I mean I'm going. I'm going to McDonald's as soon as we're done, and I'm gonna go search, and I'm gonna order so many chicken McNuggets, in hopes of finding that rare one, like Jesus in toast, that will earn me five hundred dollars for a damn chicken McNugget. Okay. Oh wait. Okay. So now I went to eBay. This can't be right. This can't be right. McDonald's Among Us shaped nugget from the BTS meal. Maybe that's what it is, too. Because, like, I don't All know. because, yeah. They're, like, super popular. Now it says $14,304.20. If someone's literally paying that much for this freaking nugget, like, hey. can you buy me a PlayStation? Because you clearly have FU money. How, how much are they buying PlayStation 5s for? Less than that? Or more? Nugget, Who knows? Dude. Freaking chicken nugget. I hope this is a joke. It's probably what I hope not. this is a joke. But um, 100% positive feedback from the seller. So there you go. I guess you will at least get the nugget. Eat me, <laughs> seller. I wonder if it was like a joke and then when you see it happening, you're like, well, okay, I'm just going to let this ride then if people are going to bid on this. Why not? Benefit from the stupidity. Why not? Oh, dear Lord. Oh, let's see. It ends on Friday. At 2.06 a.m. So you have four days left to bid on the Among Us Sheep Chicken McNugget from a BTS meal um, for 15K, it looks like, roughly, right now. 
You know, now that you mentioned that, you you made me remember something I watched last night. Never seen this guy before, and I did, didn't know how to take him. Uh, it was a food reviewer guy on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I don't remember his name. The only reason I watched it is uh, my daughter and her boyfriend were over, and we just I was showing them something on YouTube, and then mm-hmm. they saw a thumbnail of, like, recommended, and my daughter said, oh, my God, that guy. And I'm like, who, what? And she's like, this guy, he's, oh. And I was like, all right, well, let, let's watch it. He's this squirrely little fella. He was wearing a suit tie. His hair was slicked back, like, looking really, really fancy. Oh, very but he was doing a McDonald's BTS Chicken McNugget Review combo. He had this lispy voice, and he was so sincere about everything he's talking about, but it was just in such a way that you're like, I can't take this guy seriously. Is there anything different about this meal other than it has BTS on, like, the cups and stuff? Because I feel like it looks like regular chicken nuggets, regular fries. I don't even see, like, a toy. And and you're correct, but... But there are two <laughs> special sauces that come with it. I, well, that's what I... Okay, yeah, all right. But you then get, we're selling the nuggets? Why not the sauces? Okay, but but hear me <laughs> out. Hear me out. Now, tell me, tell me, if this does not sound like BTS to you. Well, Is that what they're called, fair, BTS? Yeah, they're... I, I Honestly, I don't know a single song they've sang. I, don't I only I don't know either. them because their Twitter fan base is insane, and I don't want to venture in there. It's scary. But you get... A, I get it. <laughs> you get a sweet chili sauce mm-hmm. for your chicken McNuggets, which the guy said, kind of spicy. spicy. A little spicy. Oh, okay. And then you also get a Cajun sauce. With a BTS meal? Right. That's. I was like, because Cajun makes me think of K- K-pop bands. Really and ah! truly to my you soul. Know? I was like, every time I've had hot sauce in general... K-pop. Like, you know what? I need K-pop in my life right now. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just yeah. There you go. And I but, need hunky, hunky K-pop people to hmm. sing to me about now look, whatever they sing about. <laughs> yeah, get, getting back to the reviewer guy. I, <clears throat> if he's if he's one hundred percent legit, like mm-hmm. doing this with sincerity, they might. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you, I just do I don't want to. I don't want to make fun of the guy. No, but no, it was no. funny in that way, like, I couldn't just take him seriously just the way he was going about it. So. Maybe that was part of the entertainment portion of the that, content. And that the was part that of he it. was making it so serious. Yeah. You know. And, and that was kind of where my brain was at. I was like, is he, is he, is this, this part is of fun. it? Yeah, yeah. Is this part of it? Because I was just waiting for any little sign. To think that he's just, he's playing it so straight and so sincere, but that's kind of the point and that's the joke mm-hmm. because he's just eaten. It's good. It's good. I'm going to wash it down and you're just, I'm sitting there going, what the? It's probably, I don't know. It's probably I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. I can't free this. streams are a thing, you know, content. <laughs> so why not? I'll have to, I might have to do some deep dive on this guy just to see what he's up mm-hmm. to. Because like if it's like a satire channel for this sort of And if it is, you know, review. then I applaud him for it because he nailed it. Or if you just love it, then, you know, continue your passion, man. Mm-hmm. You know? Not going to knock it. <laughs> Not going to knock it. It was just, exactly. it was 
humorous to me. Yeah, yeah. I might have to go check that out just for funsies. I'll but over to Steven now with whatever he might want to bring up or whatever our headline is mm-hmm. or not. I don't know. I'm well, always just as surprised as y'all. Uh, I do have a, a wonderful little headliner today. Yeah. Uh, saved it. I actually did some shifting because I was going to talk about it uh, earlier in the in the month. But, you know, since uh, we had guests. We did. We've had some guests. And guess what, people? Um, every week until our summer break, we're going to have guests from here yes, on out. So, this is the last time you're only going to hear both of our voices. So you're mm-hmm. welcome. So you're going <laughs> to... This is the last story of the... This... Before our break. And then I'm sure I'll have uh, stories later on. Mm -hmm. But hey, we've got summer content planned. All this other good stuff we've got. I'll have an As I Recall It for you. Mm -hmm. We're going to have some mini pods. I even have a secret special uh, podcast that uh, no one knows about yet. Super, super secret. Yeah. And I'm hoping you'll all give it a chance when it it comes out and you can try that out. But I'm not going to say any more than that. You just got to take it to our hype man. It's a super secret, super secret. Yeah, I'll get Zach. He'll do, he'll do it. Super You're secret. You're hired. I don't know if you realize this already. You're hired. But anyway, no. Today, um, I'm gonna go gonna go do a, another deep dive story because I really hope that you enjoy these looks back. These looks back. Is that right? These looks back. I mean, those are words. Looks back. <laughs> a look back, probably, was what you meant. A look back. Well, I was talking about all of the prior I mean, How many looks? looks? Have we looked we, a lot already? We've looked a lot. We're looky-looing a lot. Okay. All right. So I so hope one you've of the enjoyed. Looks. Yeah. I hope you've enjoyed these um, trips back into gaming history. There you go. <laughs> because I love documentaries. I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. I, I find not all of them, but, you know, right. if it yeah, depends intri- on the topic. Sure. interests me. And this has interested me because I've learned a lot about these companies, uh, things I didn't know. Th- I mean, it's just, it's fascinating. Things, mm-hmm. there's a history out there that I've never really done a deep dive into, and I found a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah. But as I was doing research into uh, our look back into the light gun, which we did a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. I stumbled upon another gaming history blog, and I decided to thumb through a few of their deep dives, and one in particular caught my eye. So from there, I began researching uh, what I found to see if it was worth looking into. And uh, as you can tell, it was. Yeah. <laughs> so first things first, I want to shout that's out. that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> first things first, I want to shout out to Keith Smith, the Golden Age Arcade Historian, where most of this story was actually chronicled in great detail. Uh, but I've now condensed it into this nice, neat little Cliff's Notes version, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it seems that Keith has kind of walked away from his blog. Uh, I haven't seen a new, or there seems to have not been a new post in five years, but I will still put links down below if you want to check it out, because there's some really fascinating stuff there. But today we're going to be talking about the gaming company known as Gremlin Industries. Ooh, okay. Now, Tim Bucks, you just said to yourself, ooh. And that's fair. Uh, even I was like, I don't remember this name, at least not related to video games, because yeah. we all know Mogwai's. Yeah. Now, like most early, most of these early <laughs> companies, their beginnings started elsewhere, and then fate led them into obscurity. But let's see if we can change that and remind the public about who Gremlin Industries was. Please do. 
Our story begins with Frank Fogelman, a man with a name straight from a comic strip. It's fun, though. Yeah, he was like a Dick Tracy character or some shit. Uh, Frank was an owner of Aero Marine Electronics, which first developed temperature-controlled devices for rockets, spacecrafts, and other similar devices back in the early 60s. Now, as the company grew, it began to develop similar products, but unfortunately, this growth only lasted so long. In fact, Fogelman himself would have pressed on, but it seemed one incident was the straw that broke the camel's back. It seemed that Fogelman's company had been hired to develop the world's first suitcase phone. Suitcase phone? Yeah. Is that like a bag phone? That's like, well, I was thinking like some James Bond shit. You know? I was like, I've got to, yeah. and then I'm going to open my suitcase and then I got a phone inside. <laughs> Bring out this big ass, like, gray phone. <laughs> now, burp, burp, burp. Keep in mind in the 60s, <clears throat> this would have been phenomenal. Oh, Granted, God, right? You know, 50 years later, we're kind of, I mean, we're beyond that. But at yeah. the time, that would have been cool. Right. The problem was, there were two prototypes made. And both were stolen from their manufacturing plant, leading one to believe that someone had caught wind of this idea and intended to steal it. Or an inside job. But fortunately, (laughs) uh, these thieves (laughs) were caught because they attempted to use said prototypes in public. Now, if you are that dumb... Well, back in the day, you probably thought you could get away with it more... You didn't but have people like taking pictures and putting it on Twitter and calling suit, you a bad man. <laughs> suitcase phone, something that did not exist, something that was reported <laughs> stolen, and your ass is out on the street going, "Hey, look at me in my suitcase phone." I'm the first one to figure it out. I don't know I, why he's missing his, but this yeah. is my prototype. This is mine. <laughs> I did this anyway. For for whatever that stupidity, yeah. that's, that's beyond stupid. He but got himself caught. <clears throat> it seemed that not long after the agreement, the company that got them to make the, the suitcase phones, mm-hmm. they terminated the agreement. Oh. Because they decided that they were going to make the phones themselves. But, you know, that seemed pretty damn convenient, if you ask me. Yeah. You know, you I steal have them. prototype now. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not... I'm not accusing just, a soul. Just bitten what we see, man. We just just saying. What, what we know, you know. To make matters worse, Fogelman attempted to recoup his losses by pitching the idea of portable phones in mm-hmm. cars, and he actually pitched it to the Hertz rental car company. Oh. However, after listening to the pitch and expressing interest, they instead decided to make their own. Damn it. You know, Maybe he needs to stop telling people. I, right? <laughs> Jeez. So now Fogelman is left high and dry. So after being screwed over twice, Fogelman shut down Aero Marine. Aero Marine it's kind of a it's kind of a tongue twister. Aero Marine Electronics, and he decided to start anew. So in 1970, Fogelman partnered with Carl Grindel to create an all-new electronics contracting firm that was. N- to be known as Grindelman Industries. However, the company was officially registered as Gremlin Industries because someone couldn't hear very well over the phone. So instead of fighting to change it, they just said, screw it. That's fun to me. (laughs) That's 
a fun story. Okay. So we're sorry. just like, all right, why not? So we're it's like, fine, we're gremlin now. Yeah, it's we're, fine. We're, it probably costs too much to get it done again. <laughs> exactly. And they were just like, we've already lost enough money at this point. Let's just keep going. Right. Now, initially, Gremlin Industries manufactured a wide variety of electronic devices, integrating technology from the era marine days to all new ventures like fast food equipment. However, their course began to shift after a random repair job came to their doorstep. A customer brought a coin-operated dart game to be fixed. Head engineer Jerry Hansen inspected the machine and kind of noticed that the design felt uh, shoddy at best. Like, he got, got it working, but he was really dumbfounded how poorly made the game was. And how this could even make any money being this shoddy. Yeah. So that musing sparked an idea. What if this thing, but better? Sure. I mean, <laughs> seeing as how they weren't in the video game business, uh, they had to create a team, and this team went to research the arcade scene. And they found a slew of arcade-style wall games that were popular at the time. Games like darts, golf, hunting, and so on were all the rage in bars, so they decided to come up with something like these games, but different enough to stand apart. So the company unveiled... Play ball at the National Automatic Merchandising Association. Whew, I got through it. Uh, in 1973. Not quite the best place to do so since its focus was vending machines, but what the hell, right? Oh, yeah. Why not? Same thing. Now, the timing of this release was also a bit problematic as the market for these games was on the decline mainly due to a stigma they had developed due to the poor craftsmanship that led to the creation of this very machine. Okay. That, kids, is what you call irony. <laughs> well, that is the fact that his name got screwed up because of over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Selling this machine wasn't easy, but Gremlin believed in the machine so much, and luckily, the hard work paid off. So much so that the company abandoned all their other products to solely focus on the wall game production and followed up their first creation with a skeet shooting game called Trap Shoot. Okay. Now, during the planning stages of its next game, Hansen had concluded that to move the bar, new technology had to be created as the current tech was quickly becoming outdated. Luckily, microprocessors were all the rage. Unfortunately, that wasn't really Hansen's wheelhouse. Guy by the name of Lane Hauk. Hauk. H A L K? Hauk. H A W L K? Well, is a U in there. Hauk. Uh, like Hulk. 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 Yeah. Hulk. Okay. Hulk. Sure. Lane Hauk. <laughs> uh, who was a big believer in the future of computers, he was brought into the company to integrate this new tech, which would lead to the creation of. Foosball, which is a soccer-slash-foosball-themed wall game, and yet another hit for the company. Hmm. Now, by the end of 1974, Gremlin Industries was the leader in wall games, which could have been great for the company, if not for the sudden rise of video games. Because remember, these were arcade-style games, not mm -hmm. video games. Sure. Now, Fogelman wasn't unaware of the rising tide, but he chose to stay in their lane for the time being just to kind of see how things would shake out. Mm -hmm. Eventually, the market was too big to ignore, and to survive, Gremlin needed to adapt. 
luckily for them, Lane Hawk, 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 <coughs> had been beating this drum for a while, and he was more than ready to dive in. Hawk had already been playing around with the idea of a video game in his spare time. Once this opportunity came about, he presented his game that allowed the player to control a snake-like character that would slowly grow as it moved across the screen until you or an opponent ran out of room first. Sound familiar? It does. What most of us might know as snake. On the phones. Or, yeah, on the phones. <laughs> Back then, it was known as blockade. Oh, okay. Hawk created two versions of the game. One was a single-player experience, and the other was a four-player experience, and both were showcased at the MOA Expo. I didn't really write that down. I don't know what that is, but it's yeah. the, the MOA. MOA. That's more fun. <coughs> it does sound more fun. But he uh, showcased at the MOA Expo in 1976. The game was a hit at the Expo, and Gremlin left with 3,000 orders. For this Ooh. new game. However, <laughs> another problem arose. Uh, who company... stole it? No, no, no. No one stole oh, okay. it. <laughs> Yet. Uh, the company didn't know how to manufacture monitors. Or cabinets. Or many of the components video games needed. So they didn't know how to make the thing they wanted to sell. Right. Okay. The prototypes they sent to the expo were built using spare parts they had to acquire secondhand. Now they had to mass produce 3,000 cabinets. And by the time Gremlin had got their game to market, there were four copycat versions developed by competing companies. It seemed that these other companies had taken note of their game back at the expo and kind of left Gremlin holding the bag since numerous customers had moved their Gremlin. orders to other I suppliers. I want to I root for them so hard. Okay. Damn it. Now, Gremlin fought back with infringement lawsuits to moderate success. It was also learned a few things about the industry as a whole and adjusted their approach going forward. Gremlin knocked out a second title called Hustle in 1977, which was a variant on Blockade in uh, an attempt to recoup a few losses. Mm -hmm. Then later that same year, it released a new title called Depth Charge, which tasked the player to control a Navy destroyer to drop charges on an enemy sub below. Now, at the time of its release, Atari released Destroyer, which was a damn near-identical game, which was ironic since Depth Charge was like a reverse version of another game by Midway called Seawolf. Sounds like Hollywood today, right? Well, <clears throat> I mean... I guess imitation is flattery, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> now, Gremlin continued to attempt to release original coin-op games while also deciding to venture in an all-new market that was quickly becoming saturated. Home computers. The company created a separate division called Noval Incorporated and went to work on the Noval 760, which was a computer in a desk. I shit you not. It was a desk and a computer built in. Oh, like, wow. look okay. this thing up. If I had been alive and I had the money at the time, I probably would have bought this because I just think it looks pretty damn cool. Right. You know, something out of like of a sci-fi B movie, you know, at the time or something. Yeah. It was ambitious. I'll, I'll say that. Sure. <clears throat> yeah. 
and Gremlin wanted to embrace gameplay, so they quip quickly developed home versions of their arcade games to kind of go along with it. Along with, it wasn't meant to be just for games, but they want to say, here's something you can do with your computer, but you can also play games on it. And these are simplified versions of arcade games, so you can have the best of both worlds. And a desk! And at your home! But, like every road Gremlin has gone down, a problem soon follows. (laughs) It seems that as Gremlin introduced the Noval 760 to the world at the West Coast Computer Fair in 1977, the world was also introduced to the Apple II. Obviously, we know which one people remember the most. For whatever reason, the Noval 760 was quickly dismissed, although they were able to repurpose it as the telemath educational computer and sell it to the San Diego School District. Uh, Despite the setback, Gremlin was still doing well. Maybe a little too well. (laughs) Because you see, during the winter of 1977, the company took another kick to the ass. The business was booming, so demand was high. But then there was this massive snowstorm that enveloped all of Illinois and Canada. Two areas where Gremlin received parts. What year was this? 1977. Okay, still same year. Oof. The same storm invaded Colorado and Missouri, which were states that games and the machines were sitting in. Of course. So they were stuck by the snow. They couldn't go. They couldn't build the games. They couldn't deliver the games. But they survived. That was until next winter. Jesus Christ. (laughs) When it happened again. Oh my God. It was as if some outside force was looking to take the company down, and they enacted an act of God. Twice. <clears throat> Twice. Twice. Back to back. Like, if that isn't the universe telling you something. Mm. But as always, when the chips were down, something came through. And this time, it was Sega. You see, Sega was looking to break into the U.S. market and saw Gremlin Industries as their ticket in. Both kind of needed each other. One for financial stability and the other for the technology they failed to make. In September of 1978, Sega acquired Gremlin and immediately began producing games under the name Gremlin slash Sega. For several years, the companies released original and licensed content to decent success. But in 1982, Sega rebranded Gremlin to Sega Electronics thus ending the company's original identity for good. In an ironic twist that only Gremlin could accomplish, the arcade crash of 1983 happened, which led to Sega unloading all of its arcade assets to Bally Manufacturing and shutting down Sega Electronics for good. Damn, man! (laughs) Damn, Fogelman! Now, Webster's Dictionary defines a Gremlin... As a cause of error or equipment (laughs) malfunction conceived as a small, mischievous gnome. Gremlin's story fascinated me for the cruel twist of fate that would send them to success and failure all in one go. Oh my god. But perhaps what came to fruition due to a clerical error was also what immediately doomed the company. It was just foretelling and they didn't see it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Wow, that was fascinating. <laughs> I really enjoyed this one. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Those poor guys. Man. I know, it was just like, like damn, man. Like, you trying to be passionate about the thing, and then, like, the world is just being poopy. The second snowstorm is where I was like, good God, man. Right, like, <laughs> you should just, I guess, do something else now. I don't know, but the perseverance. Yeah, they did. I mean, I'll give them that. They did. They but it was trying, just, for sure. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, that was just like, come on, man. We, we right? went through this last year. But you, at the same time, maybe they didn't learn their lesson. They should have learned a lesson saying, all right, look, this could happen again. So let's right. prepare. Yeah. So the fact that they didn't. I don't know. Yeah, too much of me wants to be like, well, I don't know what they had then. But, like, I feel like chain tires probably existed. I don't know. You'd think. I don't know, though. <laughs> Salt started trucks? Using them. Salt trucks? I don't know. That's at least a little before my time. Mm. <laughs> I can say, at least. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for that story. I enjoyed that. And I hope you did as well, siblings, because that was fun. But I see... Thought- don't give up. You may not have the same fate. No. At least it's a good tale of perseverance. Keep mm-hmm. trying. They tried. And they then when really all else fails, sell it off to somebody else <laughs> so it's their problem. <laughs> and but that's did. our show. That's our show. You know you can still hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. You can send an email to supermegacrash at gmail.com. Go on to Instagram where you can view our weekly icon art that Stephen puts his time and love into. You can also hit a follow there. You can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform. And you can even go to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions to support the show. Um, You could tell your friends that you can find the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network or just search Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo, which can be found on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, and even YouTube.com forward slash Pencil and Paper Productions. Thank you so much for listening. I am Lacey O'Finley. And I am Stephen White. And you can join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then... Game on! This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.